Good morning and welcome to South Florida Sundays. I am your host, Trey Brazier, along with my co-host, Patrick Franklin, who is the president and CEO of the Urban League, Palm Beach County. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Trey. Good morning. What a, what a nice Sunday morning to be here with you. Yes, indeed. So I understand you just recently took a trip to Washington. Tell me all about that. Absolutely, Trey. We Every year for the past 20 years, the National Urban League, which we are an affiliate of the National Urban League, we all convene in Washington, D.C. to do a legislative policy conference. And one of the things that our leader, Mark Morial, uh, always stresses that if, if you're not at the meeting, at the table, you, you are basically on the menu. Ah. So we gather all of the Urban League presidents and board chairs and, and uh, young professionals and our uh, volunteer groups. Uh, this year was the first year that we were back in Washington in person since 2019. Oh, wow. Due to the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. And uh, th- this year, like always, um, you get inspired. You understand and hear from our national leaders. Um, we started out with, with a bang. And when, I, when I'm telling you it's a bang, uh, we started out at the Eisenhower Building, which is next door to the White House, which is an extension of the White House. Mm-hmm. And we met with um, some cabinet members from the White House and um, had just an update on, on various topics. One that was very interesting was the head of the cybersecurity for, the, for our country, uh, a dynamic young black African-American woman. And she gave just a, an outstanding rendition of what they're working on, how they're working on, how it affects us. And mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. you really look into all the different ways of how cybersecurity deals with our uh, everyday lives, mm-hmm. we all are touched by it, some form of way. And she was talking about how the government, our federal government, is working in front of us to get ahead of all the cyber issues. Mm-hmm. And it, it was very inspiring. But... The highlight, Trey, the highlight, the, our, our first evening on Monday, as we were wrapping up our, our meeting, in walks the president. Oh, wow. President Joe Biden walked in. And <laughs> wow. he, he was not on our schedule. He mm. was, uh, no one knew about it. In fact, um, our leader didn't know about it until a minute before he, w- before mm. he came in the room, basically. Mm. And as always, it, it's always a, a very heartfelt moment when the president of the United States, I was, uh, I shook his hand, I talked to him briefly, mm-hmm. and to listen to what his plans are, what his aspirations are, and he spoke with us about 20 minutes. It, mm. it, it was really um, the highlight at the very beginning of the of, of the trip, but the president left us with a, a, a lot of message. He, he was saying, don't give up the fight. Mm-hmm. That We're in times right now that we've never seen before. And he emphatically said he's ready for the fight. He's here to take us through the issues that are being presented to us. And mm-hmm. you talk about I mean, just a great experience, mm-hmm. just a, a great experience to be there and have the president of the free world address you and, and give comments and, and really make you feel like, you know, he has your back. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. He's and the master at that. Absolutely. Making I mean, you feel, yeah. He, he, he warmed the room very quickly, mm-hmm. and he made contact with all of us. And I, I would say, Trey, we had about, it, it was a, a, a very small group. It was about 50 of us that, that were in the room. Mm-hmm. And you can imagine we were in the Eisenhower Building in the India, Indian Treaty Room, which is a historical room itself. Uh, but uh, the, president, the president delivered his message, and uh, we a- absolutely were, were thrilled to have him join us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is South Florida Sundays. I'm your host, Trey Brazier, along with Patrick Franklin from the 
uh, Urban League, Palm Beach County. Thank you for tuning in to South Florida Sundays. Absolutely. And, you know, um, to reiterate the conversation that the president had with us was um, the next day we had Congressman James Clyburn, who, oh. is, who is a minority whip from South Carolina. And yep. Representative Clyburn has been in Congress for many years. Mm-hmm. Uh, very well-spoken uh, gentleman. And he he gave us a rendition that you only hear from um, those who are, who are there. Mm-hmm. Um, he said that they had they had just flown back Sunday night from Selma, from Selma, Alabama, from the Bloody Sunday. It was the 58th anniversary. The president mm-hmm. was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, along with a, a lot of the Congressional Black Caucus, traveled to Selma on Sunday, and. They reflected on why they were there. They were mm-hmm. they reflected on what happened there 58 years ago. Mm-hmm. They talked about the late John Lewis and what he did as a 25-year-old young man leading that march across that bridge. And Representative Clyburn said, when you walk over that bridge, you cannot see as you're walking from the one end to the end. Mm-hmm. When you get close to the top, you can't see the other side. But John Lewis knew what was on the other side. Mm-hmm. He knew what, what was on the other side, what, what he was going to face when he crossed that bridge. And he said, I've had conversations with, with, with John Lewis. And he said, we, he knew that it was bad on the other side. He didn't know how bad it was. But if you remember, he was bloodied. He was hit. He was knocked unconscious and, and, and was hospitalized after that march, um, after he crossed that bridge. But the president said that is why he goes there, because he understands the issues that we as African-Americans and as minorities are facing, not only back then 58 years ago, but now. Uh And he gave a a, a great comparison. But Representative Representative Clyburn said that he returned from Selma on Air Force One with the president, and he spent the entire trip in the president's quarters with him, just the two of them, talking about the issues that are going on in this country today. The division, the divisive, divisiveness, the mm-hmm. the hatred, mm-hmm. the um, the things that that people are putting in front of us, um, white power, you name it. He said we talked about all, all all those issues, and he was very frank with me about how we have to face them mm-hmm. head on. We have to address them. We have to um, make sure that our people understand what's happening, and make sure they understand that we are working. with their best interest in mind to correct these issues. Um, When you hear stories like that, you you understand that people uh, truly understand the issues that that, that are happening here. When we talk about issues like voting rights, when we talk about George Floyd Policing Act, when we talk about all these bills that are in detriment of not being passed, Mm -hmm. that we need all so often because we, we see them daily. We see the issues that George Floyd highlighted the death, the murder of a man seen to us on video with policing, with, with, um, with violent policing. Mm-hmm. George, the George Floyd, Floyd Act was put forth to make a change. And how often, Trey, do, do we see these same acts happening week after All week after week? Yeah. It, it, it's a, we're almost numb to the fact that when is the next one going to happen, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. And we as a people can't live like this. Mm-hmm. We can't live like... Uh, we, we're not, we, we can't live in, in, in hiding from or in, in anticipation that, that we can't live an open, free life yeah. without the fear of being punished, brutalized, or even killed Yeah. Okay. Yeah. by those who are there to protect and serve us. Okay? So um, it was so good to, to hear that, that type of conversation. And 
If you haven't seen Representative Cobble, uh, Clyburn, if you haven't listened to him before, please do. Um, the gentleman is a statesman. He, he's been there. He's been in the fight. Um, and just to listen to him speak, and I, I'll give you a little bit more tidbit on, on, on that notion. Mm-hmm. For those of you who are interested, I have a little, uh, a little inside information. The Forum Club of Palm Beach County, which I sit on, on as a board of directors, is a uh, monthly luncheon that we host prominent speakers to come and speak to us on, on the topic of, of, of the day. April 24th, Representative James Clyburn, the Minority Whip, will be here in West Palm Beach at the Kravitz Center. Oh, wow. To give his rendition of what's happening now today in politics and in the world that, that we live in. So mark that down the calendar. April 24th, Representative James Clyburn, the Minority Whip, will be speaking at the Forum Club of the Palm Beaches on April 24th. I'm glad that the president is... Uh in cahoots, if you want to call it, or has a good relationship with Clyburn because he helped him get elected. Absolutely. Remember, <laughs> Biden. Nobody was thinking about Biden until Clyburn jumped in. Clyburn. Clyburn delivered South Carolina. Yes. And that was the start that of, started of, of Biden's role mm-hmm. through the through the primary and, and into the general. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, he uh, very very great person. Uh, it's always a pleasure and honor to to be in his company. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you know. As we as we went through this this session, what we do at the National Urban League Legislative Policy Conference is that we gather as the presidents of the urban leagues and in the National Urban League, and we bring in the speakers who are talking about the topics of, of the day. It could be housing, it could be health. Um, the the Secretary of HUD, the Secretary of, of of Housing and Urban Development spoke to us. The Secretary of Labor spoke to us. The uh, Secretary of um, Education came in and gave us the, their update on the top issues of, of, of the day, mm-hmm. uh, how we're dealing with unaffordable housing, not only here in Palm Beach County, but across the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do we help those who are looking for homes? I raised the question when I had a, a meeting with HUD, telling them that, that the average cost of a home here in Palm Beach County is around $600,000. How, how, how can the person that's, that's a W-2 wage earner that was working one or two jobs, making thirty-five dollars to $45,000 a year, if they're lucky, mm-hmm. how can they afford a home or a mortgage of $3,000, $4,000 a month? Mm-hmm. That can't happen, Trey. Right. Okay? Right. So what are we doing as a, as a government? What are we doing as the agencies that, that are here to, to support our families? Um, different housing initiatives, d- different mortgage rate uh, funding. We talked about all that, and um, I used my, my home area, West Palm Beach, a, 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 as an example. Mm-hmm. So um, that was part of my, my reason for going there was to voice and give our opinion to talk about the issues that are pertinent to us here in Palm Beach County mm-hmm. and make sure that uh, those, in, those in charge hear us. So at the end of the day, we talked about Voting Rights Act that was initiated in 1965. And some people think that, why do we have to keep talking about that? Well, why do we keep getting voter oppression laws right now? Over 130 voter oppression laws were filed and are passed in state legislations across this country in the past year. Mm -hmm. Why? Because they don't want us to vote. They don't want black and brown people to vote or have easy access to voting. Um, The obstacles are, are there. Back in 65, what did we have? A poll tax. Count the number of jelly beans in the jar. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were allowed, if your grandfather didn't vote, you couldn't vote. 
all, all these type of things. Well, fast forward 50, you know, 65, 75 years forward now, we're being um, addressed with a valid ID. A lot of our seniors don't have IDs. They, they never drove a car, okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They don't have the, the, those type of things. Um, residency declared, all kinds of different things. We have to understand why we're, why we're doing this, limiting the amount of early voting times, okay? Yeah. Not, not getting the mail-in ballot automatically, Yeah. okay? And black and brown folks, has been, it's been really um, documented that we vote by mail now, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. And we then, early and vote then, as and well. And we early vote, yep. especially on what? Voting Sunday, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. where a lot of our religious organizations and pastors take their, take their congregations to the polls on Sunday after service. And, and in some states, yeah. that's being eliminated. Yeah. So we're looking at a lot of these different areas of how we're looking at voter suppression. That's why we need to reauthorize the Voting Rights Act to make sure that all these new Nuances, all uh-huh. these new ways of, of oppressing a people in a race. How do we overcome those things? Because look, every day that, that there's something new, uh-huh. we're changing and evolving every day. Technology is changing. We're evolving, and so we, we need to make sure that all these new things are included in the new version of the Voting Rights Act. I also think the effort should be there to uh, stress the importance of voting. To our people, because time and time again, you look at the news, there's low voter turnout. So while, you know, the voting rights needs to be, of of course, examined, we need to also continue to pound into the public's head that, look, you got to vote. Look what they went through 50, 60 years ago. Right, right. People died. People got their heads beat in uh, for having the right to vote. And, And if we can't honor our ancestors to say, you know, we respect that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to make sure that the big question right now today, Trey, is, is honestly, how do we engage our young folks in the process and, and educate them of why it's so important? Yeah. Look, Congress, uh, Congresswoman Sheila Scherfless McCormick from District, District 20, she won her first election earlier last year, the same time last year, by five votes. Wow. By five votes. <laughs> okay. Don't tell me every vote doesn't count. Right. Don't tell exactly. me every vote doesn't count. Exactly. We've had several elections here in, in the city of Riviera Beach and around Palm Beach County that individuals won by 10 votes, 7 votes, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. So every vote does count. Yeah. And um, I respect those individuals who put themselves forward to say, I would like to represent you. Our goal is to educate you on who they are, mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. they represent. hmm are their goals and values representing your same goals and value? Yeah. We need to make sure that people understand that our local elections are just as important or more important than our national elections because what? Why? Local people create laws that govern our way of living mm-hmm. here in our environment, in our communities, in our neighborhoods. That's who makes those laws. Okay? And then we also need to pay very close attention to our State, okay? Yeah. Trey, if, if there's ever been a time right now when we talk about our state politics, we're in for a outrageous ride. Hmm. Our governor stated on Monday at his annual address to, to the state, um, you haven't seen nothing yet. Now, That's scary. You interpret any way, any, <laughs> any which way you can. That's scary. You haven't seen nothing yet, hmm. okay? That's his words. I didn't make that up. So... When we, when we get to the point 
last week we had state rep- we had state senator Bobby Powell talk about what's coming up in a legislative session. Mm-hmm. He was in the newspaper earlier this week talking about a new law that that's being put forth right now. Open carry, no license, no training in the state of Florida. That you could walk around with a gun, you can have it visible, you don't have a, have a permit, you don't have to have a license, you don't have, you don't have any training. Trey, that's what we're saying right now. You haven't seen nothing yet. Yeah. Now, who's that going to affect, Trey? That's going to affect our young black men who would want to do just as what others are doing that don't look like them. Yeah. But you know as well as I do, that can lead to an awful lot of pain and suffering because we do not, we are not given the same ability to carry a gun. Yeah to have it in our possession, nine times out of ten, you may get shot. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And there was nothing you did wrong. Classic example is is Corey Jones, who had legally a gun mm -hmm. and was killed by a a police officer. And it wouldn't be against the law. It would not be against the law. But the thing about it is that question may be answered after an act has happened. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And... Nine times, nine out of ten times, that's what we're seeing across the country. Mm-hmm. Well, a mistake was made, or you weren't given your due rights to to understand if you did have a a permit to carry that 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 weapon. Okay, we're not we're not afforded that 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 grace period per se. Yeah. Okay. Before something happens, that's that's not the way it works. So Senator Powell spoke, uh, wrote in in his op-ed this week that. We need to make sure that it doesn't adversely affect those who we intend to protect. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. and he was speaking specifically to young men of color. Okay, yeah. So yeah, w- yes, that might be something that that, that the majority wants, mm-hmm. but that may not be the answer for us in the minority, because that can be detrimental to the. Det- we may have detrimental outcomes. If that type of law without without some really tight restrictions on it, without some really guardrails on it, mm. if that comes into play the way it is, My wide goodness. open, yeah. wide open, yeah, we need to we we need to take cover. Okay, this is South Florida Sundays. I'm Trey Brazier, along with my co-host, Mr. Patrick Franklin. He is the president and CEO of the Urban League. Thank you so much for waking up with us bright and early on this Sunday. Absolutely, Trey. Look. Um, Washington D.C. is a place that some people call it call it a swamp. They call it whatever, but it's, it's a place where where we're governed from. Mm-hmm. And um, I had the opportunity to to speak with our local um, congressional delegation, um, con- Congresswoman Lois Frankel and uh, Congresswoman uh, Sheila Sherfless McCormick. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know they understand why we were there. They understand the issues that we were. Um, advocating for when like we talked about the voting rights act we talked about voter uh, voter suppression laws but education education is is one area that that we definitely need more support for right now in the state of Florida we're getting books banned um, the list is growing yeah and what's really growing with that is the confusion mm-hmm. because basically right now any any um, parent group that can formulate and come together says that we disagree with the following, then that gets bubbled up and all of a sudden uh, that gets banned. Um, I've seen 
different newscasts across the state that we have libraries in some schools that are empty. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. That the books have been removed. All the books. Not some, but all the books have mm-hmm. been removed. Mm-hmm. And then w- when we look at the higher education in the state of Florida, how do we, how do we want our children and, and to understand? I'm saying children, adults that are in college. The, college is there for you to explore, to you, for you to educate and understand and find your footing in life. Okay? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What you may want to be in life, but you need to you need to have a broad a broad background and a, and a broad um, understanding of education and, and what that means. So we can't go backwards by banning. We're going back to the forties and fifties, Trey. By we're going to ban certain books. We're going to burn. We're going to ban um, African American studies. We're going to ban. African-American history. We're going to ban or curtail the information that, that, that's being exchanged mm-hmm. or taught at various levels. Pretty soon, we're going to, we're going to, be, we're going to be banned altogether as a, as a people here yeah. in Florida. Yeah. And, you know, what's next? And going back to what you said, you, you, you know, you haven't yet. seen nothing yet. Okay. <laughs> wow. So, I mean, that's just an, a broad, open question. But we need to wake up everyone we need to understand what being woke is all about yeah and we need to understand why it's not something that's in our favor okay it's not a favorable aspect for us to agree to because it has nothing that i've seen so far uh being identified as a place where woke is it goes to die we need to wake up and understand that this is a time that we need to identify all those things that, that negatively affects us as a people, that, neg- that, that has an adverse effect on our ability to prosper, mm-hmm. to um, grow our wealth, okay? We need to understand all these things. How do we get the right education? How do we, how do we make, ensure that our children are taught properly at the best of their ability? How do we make sure that our taxpaying dollars are spent appropriately, not wasted on airline trips for migrants from Texas to be flown to Martha's Vineyard mm-hmm. on our taxpayer dollar. That's not what we agreed to, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. That's not what we, what we want as a people here in Florida. So if you, if you agree with that, then absolutely move forward in, yeah. in the direction we're going. But if you don't, don't sit there and be quiet because now is the time for your voice to be heard now more than ever. Mm-hmm. And I always say, if you're complacent if you're quiet, that means you're complacent that you agree. So make your voices yeah. heard. Yeah. Open your mouth. Talk to someone. Talk to your family members. Talk to your neighbor. Talk to those who have the ability to make a difference. Mm-hmm. Talk to those who are governing and making the laws that are being created in Tallahassee, that are being created in Palm Beach County, yeah. that are being created in the city of West Palm Beach, yeah. Okay, that are being created in the 39 municipalities across this county. Talk to those individuals. Make sure your voice is being heard. Talk to your congressperson. Talk to your senator. They may not agree with, with what you want to talk about, but they need to hear from you. Yeah. They need yeah. to hear from you loud and clear. Here is Agreed. what I'm concerned about. Here is what I'm, I'm against. Here is what I think uh, I would like for you to work on or give me an answer on. Okay. Yeah. Because if they don't hear from you, they're going to continue down the same path that they're going on. Agreed. 100% agreed. Tell me what you got coming up for the uh, Urban League. The, the gala is still happening, of course. Absolutely, Trey. We, we, have, um, we are preparing like wildfire right now to make sure that we have the best 
the best 50th anniversary gala possible. Right. Um, um, if you if you want to inquire about about tickets, call us at the Urban League at five six one eight three three one four six one, or go to our website at, at ulpbc.org mm-hmm. and purchase a ticket. Purchase two, purchase three. It's Mother's Day weekend. We are putting together a fabulous agenda, and we have the one and only Kenny Lattimore and his band is, is going to be our entertainment. All right. And we look forward to sharing much more information with you as as we move forward. And, um, you know, the Herb League has been around for 50 years now, and we've had our ups and downs like, like any organization. But I, I can truly tell you now that we are definitely on the good side of happiness when, when it comes to That's good. Ha- having our organization a place to deliver the programs and services that we have to over 20,000 individuals across Palm Beach County and in Morton County mm-hmm. and in Broward and in Dade County right now with, with our 35 free programs and you know we have a program right now Trey our um, health care benefits uh, mm-hmm. for the ACA mm-hmm. right now that if you're looking for health care benefits we can enroll you all you have to do is call us okay mm-hmm. again uh, 561-833-1461 and we can help enroll you into the uh, ACA health care enrollment I also have a three bedroom two and a half bath townhome available for rent and if you're interested in in that, um, it's it's affordable housing, and it's located right in downtown West Palm Beach. Give us a call at the Urban League, and and we can um, ha- have a look at you. Take a look at at our unit for rent. And if you're looking for IT Microsoft IT certification classes, we have that going on right now. Um, Trey, we also have a a culinary arts class that's going to start at the end of March. Okay. If you're interested in getting uh, getting the certification from a six week class. The class is going on during the day. Call the Urban League. We have enrollment right now for participants that would like to engage in culinary arts to to learn those finer things and to, be, to, to becoming a chef eventually one day. Mm-hmm. So um, that's just a highlight of some of the programs we have in services. But call the Urban League at 561-833-1461 for more information. Wrapping up South Florida Sundays, I'm Trey Brazier. Patrick Franklin, always a uh, pleasure talking to you. And we'll see you next week. Thank you, Trey. Have a good day.